loud, testing, testing, get the sound adjusted here. Uh, excited to be, do I have time today? Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. My, my wife uh, shudders every time I get up. She says, uh, you know, I, I don't say a whole lot, you know, and everything. She says, but put me in front of everybody and I won't shut up, you know. I just keep, <laughs> she says, you never know what I'm going to say and you never know how long I'm going to go, but I just keep going, you know. It's, it's just something about it, you know, just being in, in front of you know, an ever-ready battery. Hopefully that's what we got today is ever-ready batteries. We're here uh, today and, um, you know, it's... Uh, is something that as you know as we get older you know and we um you know we just, we just start start thinking differently we start acting differently and everything and uh you know it's the funny thing about um about getting older we um you know just share a little bit about you know we, um you know my uh, my father he um he was born in he's one of these who was born in the farmhouse you know and uh, he was born very premature, and he was only like a pound and a half. The doctors, gave, you know, they just said, enjoy what little bit of time you have. And, um, and it was his grandmother that took him and um, put him in a, a shoebox and put him behind the stove and fed him, you know, little drops and kept him alive. And, uh, you know, and so... Um, that that grandmother we don't we don't know what plans and purposes but you know the um the point is that you know my my father he he lived for 49 years you know and which was you know so much longer than what the doctors um expected you know and um so we never know how um you know how much time we have you know and and um so I I had always you know thought that you know probably you know being how I'm a man in our family I'd probably die fairly young you know and and uh so when I got to 49 and then I passed 49 I'm like this is uncharted territory you know it's like where where do I go from here you know it's like I I don't know I mean I'd had the example of my father up till then but now I'm gone beyond that you know yeah you know I'm on my own and so you know, and the, the one thing of, um, about you know, it's it's something that you know we all, you know, when we're young, we all think you know, well, we're gonna um, we've got all this time, and we um, all think that you know we've got um, you know, and we all we all think that we want to grow old, you know, it's something that we you know you strive for. The alternatives of not growing old is you know not very good. You know, <laughs> you you all we all grow and we all get old. And uh, and the, the the thing that I um, I, I heard somebody say and and something that's so true is that you know it's um, you know I I I desire to grow old, but I always thought that it would take a little longer. <laughs> you know, now that you're you know you've you've gone past your 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 parents, hey, you've gone past, you've outlived, you know, you're outliving people and everything, and but yet still, you know, you always think, ah, it just, it's gone by just like this, you know, and uh, it, it's just gone by so fast, and it always seemed like, you know, when you're when you're you know 
when you're, you know, a teenager, you know, the 35, you know, 30 sounds like, oh, it's a, it's, it's a long ways away, you know. And, uh, and then, you know, you think about people that are, you know, are, are say, 50s and 60s, you know, oh, they, you know they're old, you know. And, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, one day you, you realize that you, that you are <laughs> that person, you know. And you're thinking, you know, well, is that how the young people are, are looking at, at me now, you know. And uh, so, um, you know, but one of the things that, um, you know, you, as, you know, you realize, you know, you grow older and you realize that, you know, well, I've, I'm surviving, you know, so I'm going on, you know. And so uh, one of the things is that, you, you know, you think, well, I guess if I'm going to live longer, I've got to start, you know, I took it for granted before, but I, gotta, I guess I've got to start taking care of myself a little bit, you know. I've got to start, you know, maybe thinking about working out and everything because I don't want to be a decrepit old man. <laughs> I want to be, you know, if I'm going to live to be an old man, I guess I, I want to be, a, a, you know, an active old man and, and be in some sort of shape. So, you know, so, you know, you start, you know, thinking about working out. And so, you know, I think about it, you know, and I'm thinking, well, you know, one thing I got, you know, you get these, you know, like a five pound bag of potatoes or something like that, you know. So, so you know, well, maybe I, I start lifting these things, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, you got 10 pound bags. So you move up a little bit, a 10-pound bag, you know. And they, you know, and, and as you, you know, work your muscles up and everything, you get to a 25-pound bag. And then, uh, you know, finally, you know, you're, you're up to, you know, a 50-pound bag, you know, and you're working out and everything. And, uh, you know, you're 50, I'm feeling pretty good. A 50-pound bag, you know, I'm lifting it and everything. And uh, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty in shape, you know. And I think maybe, you know, a couple of weeks, I'm going to start adding potatoes to those bags. <laughs> so, what's one thing? Is that right? Well, good. Oh, that's right. Lord, that's the Lord's blessing on you, you know. That's the Lord's blessing on us, you know, because there are some that have lived rough lives that look, you know, look older than their age. And we, we as we, the more time we spend in the, Lord, in the Lord's, you know, that's the one thing I, I love, you know, about my wife worshiping the Lord. There's nothing more beautiful than, a, than somebody worshiping the Lord, you know. Being in the presence of the Lord, it brings out a beauty, in the, in the, you know, that goes beyond, you know, it's, it's a physical beauty that comes out in the physical, but it goes beyond that, you know, it's, a, it's an inner beauty that shines out, and uh, no longer do you see a person for just who they are, but you see them for who God has made them to be, you know, and uh, it reminds me of, uh, of a thing, a, a quote that my wife sent me on um, she sends me things, you know, I'm working all the time and everything. She sends me little things, that, um, you know, scriptures and just little things that the Lord speaks to her. But, you know, one of the things that she sent me was this, uh, this thing that said that, you know, when, back when, when, you know, the early Christians and everything, you know, and, and, and you know, Christ was so real and uh, on this earth and everything, you know, the, the, there was the desire, the, the, um, the disciples, when they were out preaching, people would come and say, what must I do to be saved? 
This was the, the, the call, you know, this is, you know, and this is the desire that we should have is we need the people to get back to this, you know, what must I do to be saved? Because nowadays, what the, the, um, the thing that people are saying in the, in the um, uh, you know, the, the people that are, uh, that are in America, and I don't know about other places because I don't live other places, but, you know, the culture of America is what can I do and still be saved? What can I get away with and still be saved? This is the, the, the message, and, and it's coming through in our churches, you know, is what can, we, what can we present to people? What can we bring into the church and still, you know, and still maybe, you know, get people saved, still get the, you know, the message? We need to stop compromising the message and stop, um, you know, watering it down and get back to the, to the base, you know, reality of Christ died for our sins. This is what we need to, you know, this is the message. It's, no, it's not um, how I can entertain you and how I can, you know, you know, sing and dance and do all these things. You know, you don't want to see me do all those things. But anyway, it's not all those things. But it's, it's you know, that's not the message. The message is Christ crucified who gave His life for our salvation, you know. And we need to get back to that point where we're, we're we're bringing people in, having them having the spirit so strong out there, so so strong on us that we're out there and everywhere we go, people will see Christ in us and say, "What must I do to be saved?" Amen. You know, this is the revival time. This is what we want. This is the desire that we have. It's not to live in this world and be as much like this world and partake of as much of this world and just get into heaven by the skin of our teeth. It's that we might be like Christ. That we might spend time with Him. That we might, you know, like that song said, that we might just have be in His presence. And that we might enjoy His presence and then take that presence everywhere we go. Um, I'm going to read just to kind of get on my message a little bit um, from Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians 4 and verse 29 through 32. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And, uh, you know, we, we need to um, understand that, you know, we are, we are the ones that are the Christ bearers. We are the ones that are, go out there and will um, bring forth the, you know, if we don't bring forth the good news, who's going to bring forth the good news? You're not going to watch CNN and get the good news. 
You're not going to watch these different things. You're not going to listen to the guys at work and hear the good news. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to listen to the latest gossip and hear the gossip, the good news gossip. It's negative out there. There's so much negative out there. We need to go out there and be the light bearers. We need to go out there and be those that speak forth and edify those around us. We need to build people up. We need to not tear, be the ones that tear people down. Now, I don't. Um, you might have heard of a um, ministry called Ken Davis. He does a little spot on our local radio station. And uh, so Reverend Ken Davis, he he tells a, a story about um, this young uh, this young teacher. She graduated from um, from college. She gets her first job as teaching, and they give her a, a group of students that were you know kind of a challenge, and and all and excuse me, I'll get a Kleenex. Um, so anyway, she um, she gets this this job and she and she teaches the first year you know and gets through the first year and uh and gets to the end of the first year they haven't um they haven't yet notified her about her contract and everything excuse me so they um so so she's uh, she's like well I don't know. So she packs her stuff up at the end of the year. You know, they got the last day of school. They pack up, and she carries all her uh, teaching uh, um, stuff down to the principal's office and getting ready to turn it in. Says, "Well, I guess I didn't get my you know contract renewed." So uh, she goes. She she knocks and she says, "The principal invites her in and says, have a seat.'" And she says, "Well, you know, I just wanted to you know here's all my materials and everything." And uh, I'm just you know, turn it turn it in. He says, "I want. I guess you know you must not be having me back next year." And uh, he says, "You know," he says, um, I did, "We didn't do anything because we wanted to talk to you first before you uh, before we um, did your contract." He says, um, "In reality, he says uh, we we would like you back." He says, "But we wanted to, we wanted to have something clarified." He says. There's, there's never been a, a teacher that we've had that's had the results with the students that you've had. The grades that they do, the tests that they took, everything far exceeded any of the other teachers. It far exceeded any of our expectations. And, it, and anything that that, that that group of children has ever done, it's, it's far exceeded that. And he says, you know, we, we need to know what your secret was. And uh, she says, um, wow, it was, it was so easy. You gave me such great students. And he says, well, what do you mean? He says, well, you gave me students. He says, their, their IQs were all over 140. And he says, well, how did you get their... How did you get their IQ numbers? How did you get hold of that information? And she says, well, when you gave me the list of my students, she said next to their name, it gave me their number, you know, 147, 142, whatever, whatever it was. And he says, that was their locker numbers. 
not their IQ, that was their locker numbers. But going into this thing with the idea of expecting good things made the difference in the outcome of the learning experience and the teaching experience that she had. You know, if she had gone in here and said, you know, these are problem students, these are trouble students, and we're going to get through this year, and I'm expecting trouble, then uh, so many times, you know, we get what we expect. If we're looking for negativeness out of the world, then that's what we are going to find. We're going to have eyes for the negative. We're going to look out there, we're going to find it, and we're going to live in an area of negativity. And we need to rise above this thing and realize that when we go out there, God's given us the eyes of of Christ. He wants us to look at people not by their limitations, but by their but by his love for them, what he expects for them, what their potential is. He has a potential for each one of us. He doesn't have limitations for you. He says that you can do all things. Where's the limit on that? All things. There's no limitations on that. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we need to stop limiting people. We need to stop looking at people and say, oh, well, they can only do this or we can only do that. We need to give them the opportunity to spread their wings and become all that God wants them to be. We need to stop limiting people. We need to stop putting them into a box and say they look like this type of person, they look like that type of person. You know, we look at the outward. But it says God looks at the heart. And if, you know, and if you've got a heart to worship Him, then, you know, that is, you know, that's great. That is, you know, just soar with that to heavenly places. Amen. We need to allow Him to open our eyes to what He sees instead of limiting to what we see. You know, as um, as I think about, you know, this thing with, um, we are the vehicles. You know, we, each one of us is the vehicle that God uses to go out into the world and reach people, okay? Not everybody is going gonna, is, is gonna, to, you know, say, oh, I need to go out and read the Bible today. But what he does is he takes people and he places them as it, uh, it says it pla- he places them as it pleases him. Exactly. As it pleases him. That's where he is. You know, why am I in this situation? Why am I here? Why am I there? It's because that is what pleases him, okay? And, it, you know, it may please him to have you be a doctor. It may please him to have you, you know, be, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, an, an engineer at, at Hypertherm, you know. It may please him, you know, but, you know, what it please, where you are is what God pleases for you to be. And what I am, you cannot compare that to me. You know, because where I am, you don't want to be. I mean, you don't, God, God doesn't have, uh, you know, you. And so, you know, that, um, so God, God places us as it pleases Him. But you know, the thing that I want to say is that, you know, 
Um, I don't know if you've seen these, these vehicles out there. I'm not sure if they call it a skin or what it is, but they put this, this mural, this, this um, painting on, the, on these vehicles. Sometimes it's advertisements, sometimes, but it covers the whole car. It's not just like a, uh, like a word, you know, like a stencil along the side, but the whole car is painted with this thing, and it's some sort of special um, thing that they do, the special machine that they have that can paint this whole car with this beautiful, you know, painting on it. And, it's, and like I say, a lot of times it's somebody's, um, you know, I know there's one that's, I think it sits down by on Mechanic Street that says, what's that? Geico, there's some that say Nokia on it, there's some that say all these different ones, you know. But, you know, God says that He places His name on you. He places His name on you. He wants, this is what I'm saying, you're a vehicle that's going forth with the name of Jesus plastered right across the whole vehicle. And and He's painted you up not just with a little, you know, a little emblem, not just, you know, like years ago, you know, you get a little bumper sticker, Jesus saves, or, you know, the, or, you know, honk if you love Jesus. And I had a guy honking if he loved Jesus yesterday when I didn't go fast enough at a stoplight, you know, oh, he loved Jesus, you know, he was honking away, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, it's, we don't wear little bumper stickers. Anymore. Now with the whole vehicle can proclaim the name, okay? Can proclaim the beauty of what of what God is doing, and God wants to wants to paint your life not just a little thing, but a beautiful thing. You know, if I, I think about it, you know, when we were just went through, you know, this fall season, and I, and I love to drive around and follow my wife. I drive my wife nuts, because let's get in the car, let's go, let's go here. We haven't been there yet, you know. Well, we went there last year, it was so beautiful, I want to go again, you know. And, and, but you look at the trees up on the mountains and everything, and it, it just looks like a, a tapestry, you know. The different colors, the different, the, you know, sometimes it's the greens and then the oranges and then the reds and uh, just all, you know, and then they throw a purple in there. And I mean, it, it's just how in the world this happens. I have, have no idea, but it's, I just love the time of year because everything looks so so 3D and so you know, so majestic, and there's so much texture to the to the landscape. Nothing just blends in together. It all pops out at you and stands out. And this is you know how um, you know our life is. You know is that God is is weaving a tapestry. You know each one of ours is a little bit different. Each one of the, you know, yours isn't just the same colors and the same things as mine, but we're all a little bit different. But, you know, as we begin to let God, you know, do the things in our lives, all those things work together to make something beautiful. And that beautiful thing is going to represent God's work in your life, what He's done. And we need to take it out there and sometimes, you know, I think that um, we're out there and we're moving so fast. 
the life happens so fast and everything, and we're just, you know, I mean, one day runs into another day, into another day. It's like I say, you know, it's like, I, you, you know, I say, you know, I, I, I wanted to get old, but I didn't want it to happen that fast. I didn't, you know, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to enjoy it along the way, you know, but, you know, it's, it happens so fast, you know. Sometimes we just get going so fast that, you know, people can't read the message. We need to slow down a little bit and allow people to enjoy who God has made us to be. We can't just rush here. Okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta run. I gotta get some gas. I gotta get go to BJ's. I gotta go to Price Chopper. I gotta go, you know, and and all these different things. You got your list of things to do, you know, and it's so filled up that there's no time to see what the Lord wants us to do. So then he has to give you a flat tire, <laughs> just to bless you, to get you to slow down. You know, we don't know. Sometimes we don't know what it is. You know, but if something didn't happen the way you had it planned, look around. What is it that you that, that you're missing? What is it that God says you're going too fast? You're not either. You know, you're not appreciating it. You're not enjoying it. Or there's something I need you to do, and you're going to miss the blessing if you do not take time. And you've got a choice there. You can either get upset and, be in, and miss the moment by being angry, or you can look around and say, Lord, this is you. What do you want in my life? Forgive me for moving too fast, you know. But you know, then there's also, we got the problem of, you know, we just, we just go out there enjoying life, and we're out there four-wheeling, you know, out there Baja and everything, and we got mud from one end of our life to the other end of our life. And we're out there, and, you know, got, you know this guy, we, you know, known for 10 years, and all of a sudden, you know, he finds out you're, you're a Christian? Yeah, I, I thought you were just one of the guys. I mean, you 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 know you laughed at the jokes, you you told the jokes, you told you know you did all the things that that we did. You know, you had a beer. You know, you, you all these things. You know, I'm not condemning anybody's for you know whatever they. I'm just saying that you know if we look like the world, how's the world going to know that there's something that we've got a message? If we've got the dirt of the world all over us, if we're covered with it then we can't give a message out there because all of a sudden when we take it to the car wash and we clean up the message, everybody is shocked. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. We need, to, we need to keep our life clean. The Bible says that He wants us to be perfect even as He is perfect. That's our, not, that we're, not that we can really ever reach perfection but we're to strive for it and when we fail we're to go to him and say you know please forgive me wash me search my heart know my ways if there be any wicked ways in me then wash that that I might be pure in your sight we need to desire our heart to be clean you know the Bible tells us that if our heart doesn't condemn us then who can? It's 
if our heart, we know what's in our heart, you know. Unfortunately, sometimes. We know there. But even more than that, God knows what's in our heart. And He desires to clean us and make us into what we want us to be. There's a, um, there's a song that um, was sung by uh, Glenn Campbell. Um, find it here under here. Just want to read you part of it, okay? It says, Yesterday when I was young, there were so many songs that waited to be sung. So many wild pleasures were lay in store for me, and so much pain my dazzled eyes refused to see. I ran so fast, and youth at last ran out. I never stopped to think what life was all about. And every conversation that I now recall, it concerns itself with me and nothing else at all. Now there are so many songs that won't be sung. I feel the bitter taste of tears upon my tongue. And the time has come for me to pay for yesterday when I was young. You know, we need to realize today that we don't have forever. And there is going to come a time when we're going to answer for the life that we live, for the things that we have, the decisions that we've made, the things that we have done. And now is what we have. Now is the time that we have from this day forward. Okay? I remember when I was a kid, I, we used to drive through some of the, the roads up in Vermont, along the rivers and everything, and we used to joke that it seemed like the, whoever was designing the roads was, was chasing a snake. You know, they were, and they just built the road the way the guy was chasing the snake. You know, it was just all these curves, all, every, every, you know. And life has been like that. But you know, he has a way that's prepared for you. He has a path. He said that he has a plan for you from the beginning of time. And that path that He has for you has brought you to this day, to this place, right now, today, to hear this message, which He, which he had to keep a little pound and a half baby alive behind a wood stove up in Milton, Vermont. This Steve Lanfield would be born. To be here today to share this message, to stir our hearts, to become the vehicles to point the way, to share the message that He has to take to a lost and dying world. We need to love like never before. 
We need to open our eyes, not to the failures, not to the shortcomings in people, but to the possibilities, to, to the potential that they have in the Lord Jesus. And what the Lord Jesus' plan for that life is. That life is a plan. Every life out there represents a plan that God has. And we need to make it to where we do our part to allow that plan to come to fruition. Not that they see us as hypocrites, but that they see us as, yes, we're real people. We go through life. We have problems. We have situations just like everybody else does. We're growing old. Our bodies are getting old. I'm going to add those potatoes. But we need to be the ones. We need to take the challenge. This place, this place, the only way that we're going to do what what God wants us to do is to become those people that that show the path, that show the path of righteousness, not some watered-down, you know, message that accepts all the different things that the world has to offer and accepts you know the the lifestyles that is out there and oh we've got to accept this lifestyle we've got to accept that you know because you know oh we don't want to offend this person or we don't want to offend that person well how many know i if i if 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 i was a guy and i was standing in hell and a friend of mine was up there in heaven i would be offended why didn't you tell me I was going to hell. Give me some water, yes. Why didn't you tell me? Oh, I was afraid to offend you. Whoa! I'd rather be offended than be in hell. Come on, what's the greater of the two evils? To offend somebody now? Or to have them spend eternity separated from the presence of God. We need to look. We need to love. This is what the bottom line is. God is love. That's, that's what it boils down to. God is love. And God wants to love through each one of us. Wherever we go. Whatever we are. Frank Sinatra saying, I did it my way. He says, Regrets, I've got a few. Well, I wish I only had a few regrets. I've had a lot of regrets. But that can all change. Because today, I can dedicate my life anew to God. I can give Him myself. And God, in a life, not my way, but God's way, will bring happiness, will bring peace, will bring joy into my life. My my song will not will my song will change. I didn't do it my way. I did it God's way. Let's do it God's way. Amen. And let's go forth. Keep our life clean before him. Keep our message clear. Jesus is the answer. Amen. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your message. We thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you for your love for each one of us, Lord Jesus.
we thank you for this time that we've been here together, Lord. We just ask that you will challenge us, Lord God, to, to, to know you better. We, we ask you, Lord, that you'll open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, that we will see people the way you see them, Lord. That we will not judge them, Lord, by their outward appearance, but that we will see the potential that they have to become the sons and daughters of God. That we will see your love for them, Lord God. And that we will, we will see this place filled, Lord God. We will see that community center successful, Lord God, and do all that you want to do over there, Lord God, because it's filled with people that demonstrate the love of God for no other reason, Lord God, but that we might share the love of God to this area, Lord God, that we might be a beacon, Lord Jesus, that shines forth, not hiding it under a bushel, Lord God, but letting it shine for everybody to see. Lord, bring your revival into this place, Lord God. Or I should say continue your revival, Lord God, that you've already begun, Lord Jesus. And we praise you, we thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Come on. <laughs>